This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. What's up, y'all? It is your boys with Hawkside Guns. And uh, today we've got a couple of topics, actually. The first and most pressing, the the pinnacle of the gun year this year, <laughs> is about to be released on March 24th, and that is John Wick Chapter 4. Oh, God. I need this. Oh, I so need it. Here's the deal. The worst part about not even gun. I want to watch the Asian chick with the bow and arrow. I just keep watching the trailers over and over and over and over and over, right? So I, there's... You put Donnie Yen and the guy who plays a samurai in every movie. I can never remember his name. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> but Halle Berry's back because you see her dogs. But all we saw was the dog. Do we see her? I, I saw a small, like, little tiny petite person jump on a dude and, like, stab him in the neck. So I'm guessing that's her. It looked kind of like her from the back in the two-second shot you get from it. I didn't, uh, know, I didn't know if they just... Gave her, gave him her dog in some plot line thing somewhere along the line. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe she dies off screen and wills him her dogs or something. I don't know. There's, there's. <laughs> I know a... you feel the same way about dogs that I do. Yeah. Well, and see, and this is one of the only things where I, I'm like, well, yeah, of course, killing 82 people is the correct course of action for stomping and killing your dog. That is, that is 100% accurate. I, I now can point to things, and I've said this to many people. I can now point to something, and when they say, how do you feel about dogs, I can point to that and go, John Wick. <laughs> yeah. They shot my dog. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so I, I know that there are some spoilers out there and all that kind of stuff, but I thought we'd go over just some of the guns that we saw that we can positively identify in, or at least identify that there are they are there. Well, I, I'll admit you've gone a little bit further than I have, because the only thing I can, I can actually pick up is the, the Combat Master uh, 1911, no, excuse me, 2011 that he's carrying. Yeah, he's got a, a TTI Pit Viper, which is a Terran Tactical modification which is i mean it's a it's a 2011 just decked it's double stack it's it's got the custom porting <laughs> grips for when your hand get wet it's got a, a hollowed out hammer all that kind of stuff striations on the front and the back it's got a flared magwell you know the light the the picatinny rail underneath the uh flash suppressor or, or a compensator i'm sorry not suppressor a compensator on the front i don't know how much it, they it, are oh but... I, I remember somebody looking at it and going that's a four thousand dollar firearm <laughs> Yeah, because, because there are a couple of YouTube videos out there of people sitting there going, I managed to get in a copy of John Wick's gun. And it was kind of like, and you don't want to know how much this cost. <laughs> like, no, no, I don't. Um, they're they're very expensive. But yeah, he, he does have a TTI Pit Viper. He does use just a standard, regular old Glock 17 uh, Gen 5. Uh, well, yeah, uh, but he's been using that since two uh, yeah on and off i mean he's 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 had a glock 17 here and there you know he's uh there's a set of dueling pistols uh that you see them in a case real fast uh they're they're a matched set obviously but those are uh, probably just powder front loaders uh well they look like they they have either 380 or 9 millimeter auto bullets in the box i did uh, a quick screen grab and, and it looks like 
standard ammunition. So it looks like maybe a, a breech loader or something like that, where you just pop it, you know, like sort of like a shotgun, only it's a, it's a pistol, it looks like. Which it resembles like a, a Thompson Center Arms Encore type thing. They're obviously a, a pivotal point in the story. Uh, there's also a tactical Ruger 22. I don't know I if you saw did, that one. I did not see that. Oh, yeah. You you apparently have gone through this uh, trailer a whole lot deeper than I have. I, um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I've watched it several times and enjoyed it, but I haven't really gone that deep into it. I've just more or less been kind of just drooling over going, I want to see this movie. There's quite a few. And, of course, any time the guns of John Wick are, are super freaking important you know like they they show up and and they it's almost kind of like a love story to the you know a love card to the guns but yeah there's a there is a tactical ruger mark four that he's got in the and it's got it does have a flash suppressor and a red dot and a flashlight and and all that so he's he's got a tactical mark four 22 uh ruger uh and like um but then he has the one that I had to freeze frame and go, what is that? Because I recognized the bolt was not like a standard AR. Now, this thing looks like an AR, but it's not. It's, oh, is it, uh, no, keep going, because I think I know where you're going with this one. It's go the Dracari's Gen 12 tactical shotgun. Yes. Now, what this thing is, if you've never seen one, it's an AR-style 12-gauge shotgun. Yeah, th- this one I picked up on. It looks... A lot like an AR, but when you look at it and you look at the bolt, right, and the magazine, the magazine's the big tell because it's way too fat, and it's not like a double mag or anything like that. It's fat, and it's bulky, and it's big, and it's heavy. And then you look at the bolt, and the bolt will be a lot more squared off and bigger than your standard round, like a standard AR or something like that. And you're like, oh, that's a shotgun. And then you can look at the barrel and go, that's too big. It's a shotgun. I'll have to admit, I've I've seen you know a lot of firsthand even in the gun store the um the AR style shotguns, semi-auto shotguns, sure. and I have to say that it's never been my thing. Uh, it's completely not my thing either. Uh, I prefer a a more traditional tube loading gun. Hell, even my my well, favorite rifle is a tube loader. But but even then, the um uh, you know like something like the bullpup or something like that, I at least understood. I don't like them, but I understood. Uh, the, the AR style was just kind of like, uh, uh, no, <laughs> I didn't see, a- I didn't see a whole lot of purpose for it unless you just had somebody who just likes their ARs. Well, unless you're John Wick, you know, I can see if you take it into a battle situation, why you would need that, right? Like if you're John Wick, you're going to need that. I totally get it. If you have to gun down 88 people in a movie in well, less un- than a couple unless, of days, unless it's also got a um uh, a, a barrel mag underneath it versus just your standard five shot, then what's the point? We've already seen him do the see him do the whole tactical reload during the uh, with the Benelli. God, that was super sexy, wasn't it? Like just uh, you know, and he doing that Lena Mishlik quad load and everything oh, so while cool. pressing somebody into the wall with oh. barrel. So freaking cool. I'm sorry. Everybody's like, I that's so impractical. I don't know why I chose the Benelli M2. I'm like, then you are stupid. <laughs> you know? uh, but this thing is is an AR-style shotgun, um, and it looks like in the film he's shooting Dragon's Breath out of it. That I saw, uh, too. Yeah, uh, so that's pretty cool. Hey, maybe that is. He bought a cheap AR-style shotgun so that he could ruin the hell out of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, so he could ruin it. Because that's what it does, right? It's, it just completely ruins it. 
Because a lot of people don't know, uh, and this goes into a little bit of ammunition and shotgun geekery, the new style and new manufactured as of, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, uh, style shot cups in modern shotgun, normal shotgun rounds, uh, everything from your slugs to your buckshot to your birdshot. The cups actually shroud, it's not a wad, it's a cup. Right. So when yeah. it goes down the barrel, it actually doesn't do any harm to the barrel. And it's it's just plastic grazing uh, uh, going out the barrel. And then the wad or the, the cup opens up at a whatever distance uh, is designed to do as the uh, air resistance catches it and opens up the cup and releases the shot. Right. So that happens pretty much as it exits the muzzle. And when that happens, it really doesn't tear up the barrel. So modern shotguns shooting modern shotgun rounds can last 20, 30, 40,000 rounds as long as you wear out the spring and the bolt and the trigger mechanisms before you outshoot the barrel, which is very different than it was 50, 60 years ago, 70 years ago, right? Where the, the wad really literally was a wad that was just pushing the shot down the the tube and it would wind up scoring or pitting or, or something like that the barrel so whereas you used to be only able to get i don't know 10 20,000 round or 10 to 15,000 rounds out of a shotgun barrel now you can get 40 or 50,000 uh using modern ammunition that is and i told you that story so i could say this point that is unless you're shooting dragon's breath <laughs> okay if you've ever seen dragon's breath come out of a shotgun barrel you as Jake's eloquently put point. So you've decided to ruin that barrel. <laughs> it's 100% correct. You are fouling and pitting and ripping and, and well, re-dealing with the te- or re-tempering the barrel. Well, no, see, now it makes more sense to me. He doesn't want to ruin his Brunelli, so he, he, he grabbed exactly. that Exactly. He liked the and... Brunelli. <laughs> An Italian classic. That's what I took. In, I put this on Twitter a while back. You know, there are people who don't know, who wouldn't understand the answer, ask me what I would like for Christmas. And I just smile and say, an Italian classic. <laughs> and most people are thinking, a Lamborghini? Uh, yeah, the, like uh, like a suit or, you know, like, what, an Italian suit or, you know, like a, you know, what, what do you look at? And I just smile and move forward, you know, because, like, you are not going to understand the answer. you know. Or if you do... You know, <laughs> they're going to go, oh, I see what you like did. what we were talking about before the cast. If somebody gets this Swanson uh, quote, you know they're good people. You know they're good people, right? Uh, so, yeah, there's there's uh, there's some guns now. Those are the only ones that I really saw in the... Uh... Yeah, you, you preempted me. What I tend to do is go back, because we've done it before, whereas go back and when yeah. it comes out on video and slow-mo through... I mean, hell, I think at one point in time, I actually went through and realized, tried to figure out whether or not his, his reload schedule was actually correct. <laughs> and and for was, everything except the shotgun, it was. Exactly. And I was just happy in the original, I think it was the original or maybe it was two, they were actually, they had Beretta Cheetahs running around. I'm like, see, it's a okay, John well, Wick gun. Well, actually, that that was one of the things I was going to bring up to you is, um, have you watched Last of Us at all? I know I asked you at one point, you said that you just weren't up for it. No, beef's well, gonna make me. But yeah, well, the uh, the the gun that Ellie's carrying around for the life of me for the first several episodes, I could have sworn it was a PPK, and then I got a closer look at it, and it's nope, it's a cheetah. <laughs> That's what you're gonna want to take with you when the end of the world comes. I'm well, I, you. my thought was when they gave her a PPK is like, oh no, that's just gonna chew that little girl up. 
<laughs> exactly. Why would you give someone a PPK? You know, like, oh my God, it's going to slide by her. It's going to be horrible. They are accurate. I will say that. Oh, no. Anybody, uh, they're accurate. I hate shooting it, but it is accurate. But but at the same time, it, it's, I got a closer look, and it is, in fact, a cheetah that she's carrying around with her. I'm telling you. That's that's the the world's best uh, in my personal opinion. But that's even Beretta just said, "Oh fuck, screw it, we bring it back." You know, like they <laughs> they stuck a light <laughs> have, rail underneath. Have you seen it. one of those actually hit the market yet? No, neither have I. I have not. I have not seen a single. One, but I guarantee you, even though I'm having you know medical bills surround me, even though my wife isn't working right now, <laughs> I'm telling you, you're gonna figure it out. I will put it on a card if I have to and just pay it off every month, a little bit every month for six months. until. <laughs> well, we were talking about it before the cast, but the one that I'm going to have to be in the same position on is um, uh, Heckler & Koch is coming out with a new micro compact that holds 10 rounds. It's basically the competitor, competitor to the 365, so, and it's the only other brand besides SIG that I really get along with. Yeah, that's, so, that's HK. That's really difficult to. Well, to... well, they're being German dicks though, <laughs> because all they did was put a teaser photo of it out on Instagram. Now, first I thought it was maybe a joke <laughs> since I couldn't find anything else about it, but nope, it's on H and K's uh, Instagram feed. And now you're like, damn it! <laughs> and then they say it's not. It's it, they say this. It's planned for release sometime next year, which means that you're not even going to get it till a year after that. Yeah, oh. For sure, you know, and HK doesn't really release their stuff on a timely schedule anyway. So, well, as I said, they're being German dicks. <laughs> they can wholeheartedly. You can wait for the gun until we tell you. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> no gun for you. Well, speaking of not being able to afford stuff, uh, my father <laughs> is desperately waiting for the homestead of the Henry Homesteader to come out. He's like, son. Oh, I want one of those so badly. I don't too. care that's, where that's you are. are. Yeah, I don't care where you are. If you run across a homesteader, either call me and I'll come get it. You know, I'll hold it and I'll come get it, or buy it and I'll pay you back. Well, because he desperately wants one. Well, that, that, that's that's going to be an interesting one to find because it's difficult to find a Henry rifle these days. Or, or, or let me put it this way: I'll, I'll rephrase just because of the different parts of the world we live in. It's difficult to find a Henry rifle here these days. Well, there's Henry where I am, uh, but it's not the Henrys you think. There's the 22 lever actions, you know, yes. the gold boys and stuff like that, which I, I think they're the same guns that the local shops have had for several years. They're just well, like well, they don't sell. And the, uh, the 2021 Father's Day <laughs> the gun. The Father's Day there. gun. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, if you want to write Happy Father's Day on one, you, that gun will sell. Right, like eventually, just keep it, and it'll eventually. But if it goes past Father's Day 2021, that gun ain't going anywhere unless you like make it for like a hundred bucks. Unless you can cleverly make that one a two, or maybe uh, as it comes back around and or 24, make it a four, or maybe you know 29, make it a nine. I I don't know. No, I don't think that's going anywhere. But I oh oh the other one you can find uh, thoroughly is. The forty-five seventy, but I'm not in the mood to. I, I I like my shoulders where they are. Yeah, they got forty-five seventies here. Um, what they don't have is anything that you might want to shoot. Like they don't have a forty-four. 
right? Like the one we have, which is arguably, other than the 3030, um, the biggest one in Texas, right? In Texas, because of where we are, 44 and 3030 are probably your, your biggest two. Yeah, the, um, the, the, the one that everybody wants here is the 357. I can totally see that. I, as you, I am a huge fan of pistol caliber carbines, and so is Buana, but Buana wants the 9mm one. It's oh, so, so do bad. I. So bad. You know, because it's it's like all you have to do, and I think they're they're putting out the uh, the Glock, the Sig, and what is it, Smith and Wesson? I think conversion kits, so you can put use your mags from either one of those. I think it actually comes with them. I I don't know. I know that they have those conversions. Because all plates. it is is a adapter to go into the magazine. Yeah, it's an adapter plate basically that that allows the whatever magazine it is to to go and click in. Now. Uh, now the other thing is, is as every have you seen the things coming out for um, Henry rifles? Every time you hear something go up in arms about semi-automatic rifles, uh, all the tack out stuff that this that's come onto the market suddenly for uh, <laughs> yes, uh, some tactical lever action. Some of that stuff actually looks pretty cool, but other, other than every once in a while, it's kind of like you went a tad overboard. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's but it's it's coming, and and you know what? I hope they sell a ton of them. Uh, I, I anytime anybody uses lever I, actions, I, I think it's great. I think the coolest one I saw was it, it still had the wood um, uh, uh, shoulder stock on it, I uh, but it, it had the tactical forend, but they had placed some wood inlay into the tactical forend mm-hmm. to at least give it still that slightly classic look. The Henry Lever Action 44 that I have that I got from you is still, in my personal opinion, the perfect hunting gun for where I live. It is, I mean, because there's nothing a 44 mag is not going to stop. You know, under 100 yards, which is all I do. It, it's just like, what else do you need? What, what do you, what do you need that's more than that? Well, anything over 100 yards, as far as I'm concerned, is just too damn far away. Anyway. Oh my God! You know, I'm not walking for that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So, and I don't use it for anything other than like a nuisance gun, generally speaking, you know, like if hogs get too close or, you know, you got a porcupine who looks like he's a little loopy or something like that, you know, you can take care of that. And a 44 will fix that problem (laughs) immediately, if not sooner, you know, but you can find those, but what you don't find, yeah, like you, you don't find the, the 44s, you don't find, I've never seen a 357 lever action Henry here ever. Like I, I've, I've never seen run the X model it. before, but I didn't have the money to pay for it. <laughs> um, I haven't seen the 357. Maybe they sell out, or maybe they're just not big in Texas. I'm not sure, but I've I haven't seen the 77 or the 357. I've seen the 44. Uh, there's a ton of 44s here. They're very popular. Uh, they sell out almost immediately. You don't get really get your hand on them. And um, if you're a boomer, normally you you go for the 3030. There's a lot of 3030 stuff uh, out there as well. You can't find them now. You find the 22s and like you're saying the 4570. Which and why has everybody doubled down on 4570? Is it kind of like the whole thing like we have 50 BMG? Is it just that's what they have left over and it's <laughs> like let's see if we can push the 4570. I haven't the foggiest man. I really because even because even when Marlin came back, the first thing they pushed out was a forty five forty five seventy. It was yeah, kind of like, like really that, not the thirty thirty. You went for the forty five seventy. Yeah, first? not the thirty thirty, not the forty four, not the not the two seventy. A forty five seventy, huh? Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure why you did that, but it's a decision. I I don't know. Um, maybe there's a great reason for it that I just haven't heard, or maybe there's somebody out there who's, who's just really excited about, or, you know, a group of people that is really excited about 4570. That's a huge freaking round. 
Oh yeah, that's, that's a lot of bullet. I mean, I, I mean, are they trying to go after the buffalo hunters or something? <laughs> Yeah, because we have a lot of those. <laughs> We're hunting moose. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Kodiak bar. You know, like, what? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe, uh, honestly, I can't even hazard. I'm not even going to hazard a guess. I don't know why you need 4570 over all the other great rounds that are available. I mean, I guess um, there are reasons. <laughs> But well, I'm not. That's the not where I live. To, uh, asking somebody, what do you conceal carry? Well, <laughs> I conceal carry the 50 AE Desert Eagle. It's kind of like this. It's the same question. Why? Why? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can. <laughs> I don't know why the hell you'd want to. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. You know? The idea is to shoot the person, not have to beat them to death with the actual gun itself. Well, the reason I love the 44 Magnum in a carbine is because you take all the power of a 44 Magnum, which is a, a seriously powerful bullet. And you push it down the long barrel. And you push it down a long barrel, thus making it more accurate. And also, you have four points of contact with the rifle, which means it's very stable, and it actually doesn't kick a whole lot. Once you've got two hands and your cheek on it, and, you're, and it's resting against your shoulder, <laughs> you take all the 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 pomp and circumstance of firing a handgun and spread it out across your body and it actually doesn't kick a whole lot did, did you see that video i sent you but with the uh the shotgun girl going let me explain why your cheek is getting bruised <laughs> maybe if you held the gun correctly you wouldn't do that yes it's so great oh god well you know what that brings me to my my next point so I was in the market for a new shotgun, and um, really, I, I I know it's a surprise. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Who'd have thought? Uh, however, I had several things that I needed, um, or was several criteria. One of them was it couldn't cost me any money because <laughs> I don't have any right now. All of no, it's no, going. No, no. I, I understand. All of it's going to a medical center. <laughs> Or doctors or something like that for uh, Shannon's uh, stroke and aneurysm recovery and and all that, which is great. I got my wife out of it. I'm, I'm not going to complain. Um, you know, we've had a, a GoFundMe for a little while, and they've helped us pay bills and stuff like that. So I wasn't going to hurt myself or do something stupid by going and paying a tremendous amount for a gun. But it didn't mean I didn't want one. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, I had a friend of our, our mutual acquaintance, um, who uh, was friends with somebody I know, they went to their local safari club and put their name in or put their entry into a raffle. Now it costs like $2,500 a plate to go to this safari club dinner thing and, and enter into the raffle. So you weren't invited. Um, I was not invited, uh, but they went and it was very nice and they did their thing and all that. Kind of, I've never went. I'm not paying $2,500. So I don't care what kind of charity. Like if I had $2,500, it would go to the charity of me and my family and my friends, right? Like I will support those people because I care about those people. So, so, uh, they, they bought this thing and my buddy won. He won the thing. He got like a, a hunting trip to Brazil and a four wheeler and uh, a set of 10 guns. Now it's much ten? like, yeah, 10, 10 guns. Wow. Yeah. Well, $2,500 a plate times 300 guests. You have a little bit of money to play with, you know? However, he won this thing. 
And, you know, I mean, it's almost a, or just like three quarters of a million dollar dinner and stuff like that. So, and most of this stuff was donated. So, but it's a lot like the, the NRA, right? Like if you ever see those NRA sweepstakes, which I've never won absolutely anything, not even the keychain off those things. <laughs> but if you ever look at those things, there's like one headliner gun and the rest of them are kind of eh <laughs> sometimes. Well, Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of like that. There was one, uh, gun that was like the centerpiece of it, which was like a Weatherby 308 custom engraving, grade two stock. I mean, it was a really nice. And that's not exactly your cup of tea anyway. It's not. And it was, but he was super excited about it and all kinds of stuff. And he had some, there were some wheel guns and there was some Taurus stuff and all that kind of thing. But one of the things he got in there was a shotgun. Okay. Wait a minute. I have to interject here. Am I the only person that when he hears the brand Weatherby thinks of an overbred English person yelling at one of their servants? <laughs> Weatherby! Get over here! <laughs> Come straight away! <laughs> what is the meaning of this? Yeah, uh, a little bit. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't interject that. Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> Weatherby! I won't be able to think of anything else now. Uh, so, uh, one of the things that he got in this this thing was a shotgun. Now, he is kind of the traditional type. Like, he likes wheel guns, bolt-action rifles, lever-action rifles, and pump-action shotguns. And that's pretty much it. You know, so these these newfangled automatic things are not his deal. Uh, but it piqued my interest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you got you to gotta see where I'm headed here. Uh, so these newfangled automatic things. But one of the... A couple, I had a couple of criteria for the shotguns that I was looking for. One was it had to be what I consider a shooter. So not too expensive, not too cheap. It's not going to break on you, but it can't be something I feel bad about dragging out in the middle of nowhere, getting, getting so, used. So no flared barrels that you have to cut off? <laughs> no, no, none of that. And It's got to be in, in pretty good working order. The other thing I needed was it had to be... Uh, I was really looking for an automatic, uh, but I was really looking for an inertia gun. Uh, I, I've played with them in the past and everything, but every time I get an inertia gun, it's kind of used up. It's like 50, 60 years old, and um, it's kind of at the end of its life, and I get to play with it for a little while before it you know, dies horribly. And I'm like, you know, and I was really, what I was really looking for was a Benelli Montefeltro, which is only a $2,400 gun. Only. Yeah, and I'm like, I'd feel bad. Even if I got one, I'd feel bad about shooting it, right? Because I'd be worried about it. That's the same problem I had with the fab arm. I felt horrible about, like, please don't scratch this. It's worth more than your gun if you get a scratch on it. Like, like please. <laughs> just, please. Rub it. just rub it with a diaper. Yeah, no, it's exactly like that, and it's not fun, and it makes it shooting with it and around it not fun because you're always terrified of where it is. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Who's got it? Where is it? And you're just like, this is stupid. I don't want to do this anymore. So... I didn't want anything. Oh, no, that I, I, I still remember the whole thing when I started switching out the grips on the AXG, and the guy at the store was like, "Oh, I wouldn't shoot that." It's kind of like, <laughs> well, why would I buy it? <laughs> why would I buy it? Yeah. So I didn't want one of those. So I thought I'll step down to a Franke, right? And and I'll use there because it's the same inertia system as the Benelli. I'll just use that, and but that's still a twelve, thirteen hundred dollar gun, and I'm like, I don't have that money either. So, uh, as luck would have it, uh, this guy in this group of 10 guns that he won from the Safari Club uh, got a CZ 1012, which is uh, CZ's answer to a lot of the very expensive inertia guns. Well, this actually answers a question for me, because at one point in time, I remember you telling me that you really weren't into CZ's shotguns. 
Uh, I'm not into CZ over and unders at all. Uh, that's I I don't. Uh, and that kind of led to the whole thing where I'm not into over and unders. Like double barrel guns don't really do it for me. Um, they're too heavy. I find they they don't swing right for me. Um, they're also a little slower to to acquire a target for me because it's the the weights balanced differently plus i like a gun when i go out to shoot i normally like a full quote-unquote turn for us so like uh when we go out and shoot clays uh you go up to the line load your gun four clays is a turn right and then it's the next guy's turn so when i go to the line i like to be able to load four shells in the damn gun and take my turn as i want to so i can um shoot at uh, like let's say i get like a break that's doesn't smoke it that it just splits in half we do what we call piece parts or other people call chips which is you shoot the parts of the clay that are falling now so you split it in half that counts as a hit you split it in half split one of the other parts and hit that and then if you've got time before it hits the ground you can move to the third one and hit the third one yeah you're already moving faster than i would dream of but you can't do that with a double barrel gun (laughs) so and if and you could do multiples of those. So like if if you throw one clay and it you get a big piece or a big chip that you you think you can take a bead on and it's falling in a direction or that you can see, take a shot at that. That's two rounds. And then they throw another clay and you might be able to get a what we call a double double, right? So two clays, four hits. So but you can't do that without reloading at the line with a double barreled or a single barreled shotgun. So that's I don't normally take those with me because I I I want to do I want to shoot faster than that and I want to have more in the gun. So I like a I like four rounds in the gun when I go to the line. That for me shooting means either a pump action or an automatic shotgun, semi-automatic shotgun. So that's kind of what I look for. This the the CC1012, I don't and, and really what that when I when I say I don't like over and unders, that's or CZ over and unders. That was part of the I I've had my hands on them, and I don't like over and unders in general. Like I don't own one anymore. <laughs> like I saw I I gave or sold or traded all of mine to Bonner or my brother or something like that. Everyone else loves them. That's great, great guns. I I don't particularly pandemic. Care. You got a shotgun I could buy? I got the perfect one for you. I have the perfect one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I just I don't. It's normally... this awesome thing called an over and under. You'll love it. You know, it's great. You're going to love Yeah, all my break opens, all the over and unders, all that stuff. There was all, you know, traded or sold or something like that. I just, that's not what I shoot because I shoot sporting clays and I like to have a couple around, you know, three or four rounds in the gun. Uh, this, this was perfect, you know, as far as I was concerned. It's a new, brand new, never been shot. Not a round through it. Brand new and still in the box. CZ 1012. It's not the, uh, the, all-terrain where it's uh that got that green or bronze seracoding and stuff like that it's not that one it's it's got the black with turkish walnut stock oh, on oh it. don't get me wrong it's pretty it is a pretty gun um it's got a jeweled chromed bolt and a plated bolt release so it's got a little bit of bling on it uh i had to do absolutely and it comes with a set of five extended chokes so it goes all the way from cylinder Improved cylinder, modified, improved, modified, and full. So a full set of five. I had to do absolutely nothing to this gun. Like nothing. I didn't have to buy a choke. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to make it blingy. I didn't have to fix anything. And it's and it's an inertia gun, which uh, for those of you who don't know, um, gas guns are uh, use 
part of the expended gas of the round firing to reset the bolt. An inertia gun just uses a spring. And basically, when it goes off, the bolt slams. It's a blowback gun. Uh, that's actually, what I was about to say. For, for people who yeah, are just into rifles and, and um, handguns, blowback. It's a blowback gun. Uh, um, and, and what you'll typically find with people who have um, uh, AR-style carbines is those are typically blowbacks, whereas the ones that are rifle calibers are usually gas guns. Yeah. And uh, I, I love the idea of a, an inertia-powered shotgun. Uh, for a couple of reasons, actually. One, uh, gas guns can be a little finicky. Uh, the inertia guns have, like, two moving parts. I mean, there's nothing to them, right? They they don't break. They last for a very long time, especially with modern uh, shot cup uh, technology. The barrels last a very long time. And if you ever need to replace anything, largely it's probably going to wind up being a spring. That's it, right? You just put a new spring in it, and it's done. Uh, so that's all good. Maintenance is a breeze. It's and it's very because there's no real heavy gas system to weigh the gun down. It's actually very light, very quick to swing. Uh, uh, now, is there a difference for you as far as uh, perceived recoil? That's the price you pay for everything. For all those positives I mentioned, the price you pay for that is perceived recoil. And uh, there's two types of recoil when you're talking about long guns. There's cheek recoil. So it's a very cheeky gun, or there's uh, shoulder recoil, where the, the gun is is producing the recoil, so it comes straight back into your shoulder. I prefer shoulder recoil, just because I'm I'm a big sissy when stuff is smacking my face, or, or rattling my face. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the Mossberg 940 has a lot of cheek recoil, and I don't like it. So this thing comes straight back. Because it's a blowback gun, all the energy is is coming straight back along the center line anyway. So it just comes back into your shoulder. Now it does kick a hell of a lot more than a gas gun. Much more like a like a pump action shotgun is what it feels like, to be honest. It feels like an 870 uh, as far as the, the kick into your shoulder. But what I have found with this particular gun is it, it shoots like a dream. Just just wonderful to shoot. I see why people are excited about it. I see why um, it is designed to do exactly what I do. Um, don't worry about it. Drag it out into a field. Have some fun with it. You know, shoot some birds, shoot some clays. It's great. But the big thing about this gun that is different than guns of previous generations or, or automatic, semi-automatic guns in general is, I don't know if you've ever dealt with this at all, but um, a lot of gas, especially gas guns, um, a lot of inertia guns too have this issue, is there is only a certain f- foot per second of shell that you can go down to before the gun starts having problems cycling, right? So the way they measure power in a, in a, in a shotgun shell is normally by feet well, per second. Last time I, I thought I had that problem, it turned out that I was putting a 380 instead of a 9mm in there. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll do it, too. Well, <laughs> I'm not I saying it's the only problem you can have. I've been damn 380s out of that box for a year. <laughs> What's funny is a 380 will go in a 9mm hole. Exactly. <laughs> it just won't push it the, uh, the slide just, back hard enough. It just won't do it. <laughs> There's a lot of less powder in there if it's a blowback gun. Uh, but the the way they measure that, generally speaking, in a shotgun round is f- how many feet per second the projectile comes out the other way, which will allow uh, largely determine the amount of force that is putting back into the gun. 
So well, they, you know, a, there there is that whole physics thing. Well, yeah, it kind of it's it works all the time whether you understand it or not. And the <laughs> the, the issue that was a shot at you know physics deniers. But anyway, the the normal cutoff for a, like a, a normal gas gun or even some inertia guns is about twelve hundred foot per second. So you need a a shell that is designed to shoot at 1200 feet per second otherwise the gun won't cycle correctly and you get you know stove pipes or you get you know non ejects or you get double loads or you know, all kinds of weird crap can happen and it's really annoying so you you know that's why people are always well, you know you the other, the other thing you'll have that happen to is for people with handguns is if you and attempt to trying to make the recoil a little bit less you change the um, strength of the actual recoil spring on a, on a handgun that'll do the same thing to you F U P P K. So it's it's kind of a, a pain in the butt, right? So you're like, oh, great, you know, because a lot of times with automatic shotguns, that's the thing you do. You're locked into a certain foot per second on the ammunition. Now, if you're a hunter, it's not a big deal because hunting loads are heavier than target loads. But if you're a target guy like me who's shooting the lightest loads commercially available, that could be a problem because you if you if there's tons of loads under 1,200 foot per second if you're talking about target loads. Now, for, can I interrupt you again? Absolutely. Uh, now, if you go into the store in Texas specifically and tell them that you're having a little bit of trouble with the, uh, the, the shotgun shell that's too hard of a load that you need something gentler, do they make fun of you? No. No? No, they ask you what you're doing. Like, oh. like, oh, well, what are you shooting at? Well, what's your application? What I was, what I was How's that working? For, what I was waiting for is that one being not, not, not gentle enough there for you, son. <laughs> well, see, and generally, if you go to a store, right, uh, like a, a, you know, a gun shop or, or not, even. And I wasn't suggesting that they weren't going to get there for you. I was just saying that you might at least open up with that. <laughs> no. Surprisingly enough, no. That's one of the very few things that they don't do uh the only thing that they would do is if like you're they will they will uh, uh give you kind of the the cocked eyebrow if you're if you're carrying like if you if you talk about the recoil being too much on a pistol uh so like i carry 380 uh we've talked about this many times uh and the 380 is considered in texas anyway it's considered a girl's gun <laughs> now well outside of texas too <laughs> either that either that or for this off concealment <laughs> i needed something small to fit in my pocket okay that then that then the 380 is acceptable right but that's about the the line but it's it's considered a girl's gun so uh, but even look bond carried a 380 so screw off you know like it's it's like no uh the the european police still carry 380s it's not that unusual however they will cock an eyebrow at that. You're carrying a 380, are you? I see. You know, <laughs> like they'll do that. But if you're talking about like foot per second and recoil and, and ammunition, um, not just the caliber of the the concealed you're carrying. That's a strange caveat of of like, mm, you know, you need a manly gun like a 357 or a 44. You know, like they they do do that here. But if you're just going in and talking about shotgun ammunition, never. Or rifle ammunition, never. The, the the first question they'll ask is what application are you using it for? Like, what are you trying to do? Like, what are you trying to hit? You know, where are you trying to do it? At what altitude? You know, like, what, they'll, they'll ask, they'll start with questions like that. Um, you know, what kind of country is it? All that kind of stuff. But 
typically, if you're a, a target shooter like I am, there are a lot of loads that are preferable because you're not just going to shoot three rounds per weekend. You're going to shoot three, four hundred a day. Now, in a 12-gauge recoil, that's a lot coming back into your shoulder. You can lighten that recoil depending on what kind of shell you're using. So there's a lot of stuff you can buy here. And I don't know if it's everywhere, but here there's a bunch of loads. There's 1045, 1080, 1050, 1100, 1145. All of those are common foot per second, 20 and 12 loads that are available here in Texas almost anywhere. And those target loads, you can find them at any store that sells ammunition. If you have a standard inertia or gas gun, those loads won't work for you because it physically won't work the action of the gun, right? Like you, it's it won't blow the bolt back all the way to reset it. Uh, it's it's a problem, right? So you have to get you're locked into twelve hundred or better for target shooting. It may be overkill. Doesn't have to be, but could, you could get by with a lot less sometimes, uh, especially with pump action shotguns. So you were locked into a pump action shotgun if you had that lower stuff. Well, have you had an opportunity to go out and shoot this firearm yet? Yes, I did yesterday, as a matter of fact. And did it beat the shit out of you? It did not. Uh, oh. I shot to the point of the story. Uh, this gun, this 1012, the CZ 1012, shoots. Now, their big thing is this will shoot almost any commercially available ammunition. If it'll stick in the tube, it'll fire and work the cycle of the gun. It has been specifically tuned to handle extremely, extremely light loads and extremely heavy loads as well, hunting loads as well. And I'm like, that sounds like BS. I've heard that before. In everywhere in every manual for any automatic shotgun, and there's going to be a little sentence somewhere that says, do not use ammunition below 1,200 foot per second or 1,250 <laughs> or whatever it is. I scanned the entire book for CZ. It said nothing about velocity of ammunition. And I'm like, okay. And then you go to their website, and their website will tell you, this works with almost any commercially speed of, of ammunition. Try it. it. It works on extremely light target loads. And I'm like, oh, I have extremely light target loads. Let's see if this is a lie. It is not. I fired uh, three, 350 rounds. Uh, well, I fired about 300, but Buona did about 50. Through this gun yesterday, uh, we had 1080, 1145, 1100, 1200, 1250s. And I think we had a box of 1300s in there somewhere. No difference. Absolutely no difference. The thing cycled, just spit everything in and out like a pro. It's, it is quick to, to shoot. It's quick to handle. It's, it's very easy to deal with. It's, I see why people like it. I really do. The only complaint uh, we had was we ran out of ammunition in clays. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, go in, hey, Bonnet, go in the truck, get some more ammunition. And he comes out just kind of dejected looking. He's like, I got bad news. <laughs> we, that was the last box. I'm like, crap. We had a ball. We just had an absolute ball with it. It's uh, the extended chokes are lovely. It's it's just a fun gun to shoot. I was a little worried because we shoot uh, multiple times per per clay throw sometimes and do chips or, or what we call piece parts. I was worried because Steve Gould. I don't know if you follow Steve Gould's Target Focus Life. Channel. I do. I do not. Okay, he tests shotguns, right? Well, that, that's why, because he's not. That's not exactly my cup of tea. Right, and uh, he was he was one half of the what used to be the Gould Brothers uh, trick performance shooting team, and uh, he was the one who does all the quick shots. Right, well, Steve got a CZ 1012. I think it was an all terrain, 
and put it on the show and put it through his paces. Now, Steve does this thing where he throws up three clays by hand in the air and shoots them out of the air. Now, he can do three clays just over two seconds. And he was having trouble getting this gun to cycle. He was running fast. He can outrun the gun. He can run faster than the gun will cycle. Now, if you know anything about Steve Gould, he's getting two, 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 five splits in in non-competition terms. So he is firing, recovering, acquiring, and firing again in less than a quarter of a second, in less than 0.25 of a second. That sounds impressive. It is unbelievably impressive. Uh, now, the gun he normally uses for that is a, is a Winchester SX-4, which I have, and it is the fastest semi-automatic shotgun commercially available in that configuration. It is just, it is unbelievably fast. Now, his problem is this gun resets because it's an inertia gun and because of the way that the gun has been tuned, it resets in about a quarter of a second. So there were times when he would be ready to fire again and the bolt had not reset yet. So he's Um, faster than the gun. He's faster than the gun. I tried. I honestly tried because I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I do some fast shooting. You know, <laughs> thinking I'm as fast as the world competition record holder, right? Like, I do some fast shooting. Maybe this will be a problem for me. It's not a freaking problem for you. <laughs> Nobody yeah, shoots that Gary fast. McKillick. Yeah, I'm not. You know, like, I we we had uh, we, we had a friend come out and, and meet us out there and stuff like that, do a little shooting with it, too. But he's got one of those meters that Steve uses that will, um, it, it measures the time before your, it, it goes beep, and then, it listens for the bangs and then it'll yeah. tell you your split time and stuff like that, right? <laughs> Steve's getting like two point or point two two of a second, right? So that's less than a quarter of a second. That's a slow one for him. I've seen him do like point one eight. I mean, he's enormously fast. It's it's faster than you can blink your eye, he can work the gun, right? And stay on target. <laughs> the best I got was point seven five. Um, I can't outrun this gun. There's there's no way. There's no way. Like, I cannot recover, reacquire, and fire. I can do it in under a second, but a quarter second is beyond my wildest capabilities. Like, it's it's not even possible for me to... I mean, I could probably work the gun faster. Like, I just hold my, hold the gun and hold the trigger and just like, bah, 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 and try and get it faster than that and outrun it that way. But well, if I'm talking about... Similar, like, to what, similar to what I try to do with a pistol every once in a while, practicing double taps. Yeah, you know... I can I, I can go fast. I can shoot more than two shots in, in a second and change or a, under a second sometimes and, and be on target. But quarter second splits? No, not, not when the target's moving and it's a shotgun. I'm, I, I can't recover and, and reacquire that fast. So the gun is way faster than I am. I had zero problems with it, you know, because I'm not Steve Gould. But so, so where, but where at the end of the day, where does this fit into your rotation now? Right now, it's up front. Um, I really was excited about uh, the fact that it is an inertia gun. Uh, it's easy to clean. It doesn't get dirty. You can go, if you want to, thousands of rounds before cleaning it, um, which I don't. But it's good to know that if it gets dirty or it gets really nasty or something like that. The other thing is, because it's not using any of that gas, it's not cycling any of that crap back into the gun. So it actually stays really clean. So... I was like, well, crap, all I have to pay for all of this is a little bit extra recoil, and I wear a vest with a pad on it anyway, so I don't care. I'm going to use this 
right now is my main gun. And that is my plan. Honestly, I, I, it's great. I love it. I was right. I wanted an inertia gun. This is a fantastic alternative. I, I think it retails for like 600 bucks. I traded it for a set of back wheels to a car I no longer own. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, equal value. He, he, he didn't pay that much for it, so... Yeah, I mean, he's. Uh, I mean, he it's, had a, it's it's the same reason why. Well, now your dad has an H and K. God, I hate that. You know, it's funny. I should have seen, and you told me too. Like, look, dude, you need to drive over there right now because if it stays in his house for that long, everyone's just going to get comfortable with that scenario, and he's never going to bring it back. And you were right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, H&K aside, I would just like to say that I was surprised with the CZ-1012. I was cash poor. I wanted an inertia gun. I didn't want to spend any money because I didn't have any money, uh, as we've talked about uh, for medical reasons. And I, I really wanted something that would last and that was a shooter. And the price you pay for all of that is a little bit more recoil. But other than that, I think this is going to be kind of my main frontline shooting gun for a little while. At least uh, it's easy to take care of. It's it's light. It swings quickly. And it's just a lot of fun. So uh, I think this thing retails for... Uh, you You can get him a Cabela's for less than 600 bucks. So... Uh, with tax, I think you're just over. I think it's like 580 or something. So reasonably inexpensive it's a lot of gun five chokes uh, beautiful uh stocks you can get it cerakoted you can get a camo you can get whatever it is that you want cz really kind of takes care of you that way comes in a beautiful hard case forgot to mention that and it's just a lot of gun for the money and props to cz usa for for putting this thing out uh it is excellent and uh, I look forward to shooting it more in the future. But uh, in this particular cast, we got to wrap stuff up because we've, uh, well, I have girls that uh, are doing things. So I've got to get out of here. But we thank you very much. Uh, please send us a, an email at hawkseyeguns at gmail.com. And uh, please let us know. Let us see what you shoot and let, tell us about what you've got. Tell us about what you want. Tell us about what you're excited about. And uh, we will see you next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawkseyeguns.com. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time.